1240 WATM. This is Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a pothead fucker? the telephones are ringing. Overload mode in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell phone. Pulling over, turning up and dialing to my fingers. No, This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Whoa, way too loud. What was I thinking? Sorry about that. Anyone watching at home? Uh, but anyway, uh, I, it's a Monday. You know, I always forget how to do this show. I have those big two days in between where I get a sunburn, and uh, I, I just lose my mind altogether. But we do have an in-studio guest today, someone who uh, is continuing her run for the uh, state assembly. Uh, Susan Duffy was on the hotline show today, uh, back again today for round two of the assembly race. We'll explain why and exactly uh, how this all happened. So, you know what? I'm going to allow you to, first of all, Susan, I did, uh, I know you've been sworn in. I've read your testimony as, uh, from uh, the people's court here. And uh, I know that, uh, you know, a lot of people out there don't get it. I mean, first of all, most people don't vote in the primary. We know that. Correct. Uh, most people don't vote in the general election, especially when it's an off year. Although this year, at least for the general election, it's gonna be, it is a political year. It's an even year. It's the midterms. But the primaries, not many people showed up for. Because you and I, you, people listening to the show are seasoned listeners. They know what's going on in the world. But I always play it dumb, like just to, you know, kind of summarize what's going on. You lost by 337 votes? 77, yeah. 377 votes in a, uh, a primary, what, three weeks ago already, that where not enough people showed up, in my opinion. And that said, all along, and you said this prior to the, the, the primary, I'm on the conservative line. My opponent is not. And you did mention that if I do lose the primary, that you would continue the race. Uh, till the uh, general election. Am I correct on that? Yes, absolutely. Every door that I knocked on, everybody that I spoke to, right. it amazes me how many people seem to be surprised that I'm a person of my word. Right, but but at the same time, people don't uh, don't understand that. So explain how you are on the conservative line, not to mention the Republican line, as well as your opponent, that's Scott Gray, who did win by 377 votes. But he, for whichever reason, you can explain that, wasn't on the conservative line you are and that there's no opponent to you or him uh, in the general election because there are no Democratic uh, 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 opponents at all. No one ran from any point during the the spring or fall or winter, for that matter, to compile the the necessary uh, signatures in order to, to become a candidate, which didn't happen. So that's off the table. You said today during the hotline show, it's like, why have one guy go uncontested when I'm still on on the conservative line. Is that a good assessment of things? Yeah, absolutely. And it's two Republicans that are right. running. It's as simple as that. I, you hear the people, the negative, and I don't see a lot of the negative. I'm right. seeing it from the establishment, but not from the voters. Right. And generally, if they ask that's the you, question... That's, that's very typical, by the way. Yeah. Because we're in, their insight is the voters aren't. Exactly. And, and most don't really aren't really engaged other than when it comes to election season. You've got your hardcore voters, and that's generally the focus during a primary, Mm -hmm. is the people that typically show up for the primary races. Um, and, And most people don't understand that the primary is just the party picking their candidates. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and in this case, 6,500 people about came out and vote. We pretty much split the vote. I won St. Lawrence County. I won 11 districts and tied for three Mm -hmm. in Jefferson County, which is 
considering the fact that we heard over and over again that he had a 40-point lead, nobody would ever heard of me, right. the fact that Was I Was that came, the case, 40 points? Someone actually said well, 40 that's, points? That's what I kept being told. Wow. Uh, you, you know, Jeff right. had mentioned it a few times on his shows. It right. was kind of their whisper campaign. Was that like an exaggeration? Oh, she's got this by at least 40 points. Did no, anyone, they thought that a flippant he remark? had it. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 40 points. I mean, it know. was. Well, the bottom line is nobody's ever heard of me here. Right, right. And true. I had to work very hard to let people know who I am. But I think, and I said that in my pre- press conference, that I think if there was any mandate here, is that people in his own district have lost faith in Mr. Gray. Because how could a 22 year sitting legislator mm-hmm. have a complete outsider that no one heard of come in and come that close? Right. Well, let me, let me flip this around. Uh, it, let's just say Scott did have. Was, was down by 377 votes and was on a line like the conservative line and still had a chance. Would you expect him to run? Because, hey, I, uh, how can I lose in a primary to a virtual unknown when I've had t- over 20 years of legislative experience? Would you, would you blame him for continuing to race? No, I wouldn't. I think that the people deserve a choice. Mm-hmm. I don't think the establishment should be picking candidates for us because they haven't done a great job so far. Uh, and the establishment being? if you don't mind me asking. Well, I mean, when you're looking at Jeremiah Maxson right. and, and Don Coons and people that actually, at the end of the day, ended up carrying him over the finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very close race. Uh, I think we, I worked very hard mm-hmm. while he was hiding. I, I said several times throughout the ca- uh, campaign, you mentioned that he to was me, hiding yeah. like Biden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bottom line is he will not talk to issues. He'll go around, and I've, that's why I refer to it as a vanity campaign. Right waving for photos, shaking hands without taking the issues. If you look at his Facebook page now, I don't think, for well, number one, I know a lot of people that have been blocked from his page Mm. because he didn't like the the questions they were asking. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't like what something said, I have screenshots of his page where somebody might have been critical that he just deleted it off. So he wouldn't debate me. He won't answer to the voters on his own social media page. He's tried to write that off to right. his staff, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, in real, if you look at it realistically, mm-hmm. right from the beginning, he wasn't going to answer to anyone. Even from our fir- the first time I met him was when we were at the uh, Jefferson County Legislator Board the night they do meet the candidates. Right. I, I get up first. I spoke from my heart. I took questions from the room. Mm-hmm. And he followed me, read something from a piece of paper, and then immediately walked from the stage. People in the room, his own legislators that he's worked with, that some of whom who are supporting him now, were yelling questions across the room. And then Sam Donaldson. Yeah, and then yelled to Don Coons, "Are we not going to get a chance to ask him a question?" And he just simply said, "No." So you know, again, I look at that as like, okay, uh, I'm going to run. I mean, the big first of all, let's let's go backwards. Uh, Mark Walzik uh, uh, gives up his 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 uh, uh, assembly seat once the uh, Patty Ritchie announces that she is retiring, and and again without getting into the other stuff that was associated with that, that at that point that's when Scott Gray I'm running. Up until that point, I, don't, I didn't hear any whispers about Scott running at all. Why would he against an incumbent Republican? That would be bad for the party. Uh, but once that happened, he said, I don't care. I, I'm just I'm trying to get into the psyche of, of you know, uh, here's, here's someone who is seasoned. I'm talking about Scott. And his People third, know. third time he's run. Well, yeah, and, and uh, true. Uh, but uh, but it, always in Channel 7, for whichever reason, especially during COVID. And I said, here's my opportunity to get what I lost back in 2003 when I ran the first time. You guys talked about that today with Jeff when uh, Orbitine was, was running against him. It was eons ago. But nonetheless, here's my chance once again. I got 20 years now of experience as a legislator. I was a chairman. This is a lock. I'm thinking about Scott's head right now. So when he goes to that meeting, when he saw you, it doesn't matter if it's Susan uh, Duffy, an unknown, or maybe uh, a town legislator, or maybe another legislator from, from St. Lawrence County that, that, that people do know. Uh, he said, it doesn't really matter. This is mine. Why should I subject myself to any type of errors or, or mistakes when I could just leave this building right now? You, you see where I'm going with that? Some people well, look I, at it I that way. I definitely see where you're going yeah, yeah. with it, and it's everything that's wrong with this, politics. But you're still saying it's wrong. But I'm just trying to make sense of it because I think, I think Jeff, uh, check that, Scott, looked at this as a lock. Like, I'm going to win this. And at the same time, he might have been very surprised that the margin was 377 votes. Yes. So I'm, now i got to go into Susan Duffy's mind. It's like, wow, geez, I did all that. Couldn't debate him. Couldn't talk to him. He wouldn't talk to me. It's only 377 votes. Now I can go to the general election and 
go to a, an election day where a lot of people are going to show up this time, Susan, because it is the midterms. It is an election year. It's not late June when people are getting ready to go to a barbecue or a graduation uh, or, or didn't know about it at all. So now I can make up not only just for the 377 votes, maybe with some Republicans, but also with other Democrats. Why? Because no other Democrat is running. Is that is that uh, uh, pretty clear? Uh, well, there, there's 75,600 voters in the district. Right. About 6,500 voted. Mm -hmm. If there was a Democrat running in the race, like there was when he ran right. uh, on the conservative line, mm -hmm. when Patty Ritchie uh, ran against Aubertine, and Aubertine run, won that one. Right. But the bottom line is, when you tell somebody that you're going to do something, I told, I made a commitment to conservative voters that signed my petitions. I took the time to circulate those conservative petitions. Mm -hmm. The conservative party gave Mr. Gray the opportunity to do the same thing. He chose not to. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't get a single signature on the Republican line. He paid someone cash to go out and do that, or several people cash to go out and do that for him, right. while I was on knocking on doors and talking to people. Mm -hmm. He thought that he would win this race on the familiarity of his name and that I was an outsider and I didn't know anyone. Mm -hmm. I came as close as I came because I was out talking to voters, knocking on doors, speaking to issues. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between us. Mm -hmm. So if, you, if you're not going to do the work even to get your own petitions, right. if you're not going to knock on the doors and talk to voters, right. if you're not going to debate, then, yeah, why are you even doing this? So why do, am I doing it? So do you think that if you had those opportunities, the... the, the, the uh the actual results would have been different after the uh, uh, primary? Well, I think there's a couple things that could have made it very different. I, I made the unfortunate mistake of investing in the wrong consulting firm that didn't do what they were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't get the mailers That's out. A rookie mis that's a rookie mistake. It, it was a very costly rookie mistake. Yeah. It's not one that I'll make again. Okay. Uh, what worked for me, the, what got us close, was not the little bit of help they had. It was me talking to the voters mm -hmm. because my message resonates with them. Mm -hmm. And now we'll win this by showing the general public who we are individually. If, if, if Mr. Gray will not debate me, if Mr. Gray will not participate in the town halls, right. that will be how he loses because voters are tired of, of just these people standing and going, hey, look right. at me, look who I am. Right. The bottom line is, is he's got, he's already invested in his retirement through politics. Mm -hmm. He's run for 22 years. Three more years, he'll quadruple his pension. Even, even as a legislator, which is considered essentially well, a part-time job. It's, it's a big raise. Right, He's right. still got the years in, but right. when you get the job in the assembly, it's a big raise, and they're only going to go on th your three highest years. Isn't that something? So that's a lot of money. Boy, what a racket. I know. So, you know, that I can understand why Four. he would throw $100,000 at, yeah, at yeah. You know, at a, potentially a million over his lifetime. Right, right. For me, I'm never going to have a... I have have a great pension. Right. I have a I have a great company that pays me well to. You have stay a pension away. for people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, and you mentioned that today. Let me first of all, let's get back to the. You know, yes, you don't need this job. Save that in the memory banks. But what I found fascinating over the weekend, I believe it was Friday night, they interviewed Scott, and he, I'm just going to be the devil's advocate. If if I'm on the Scott Gray side, and yes, you're on the ticket for you know uh, for the general election under the conservatives. I get that. But here's a guy that wouldn't debate you at all when you both were running for the primary. But he left an open door the other night. You're smiling. Because as his consultant, I would say, you shouldn't have done that. He definitely opened, but he left opened the door. But he opened the door. Open. Opened the door? That's from the odd couple. Anyway, I'm crazy. Just call me nuts at any time and you'd be right. But that's, I, I, I said, wow, that was a big, big surprise. Well, I think he's being called out on that a lot. And but, but, in my conversation but, uh, someone with someone would him, say, yeah. you won. You don't have to even say that anymore, right? I don't think voters are going to settle for that anymore. Well, I think they want to know um, where a candidate stands. Well, no, this is true, but I'm talking more or less at the other end. So, look, I won, I won. Even if it was 377 votes or one vote, I still won. I'm not debating a woman that I, that I beat already. But that's not, that wasn't the case. So I'm, I'm, I'm being positive on your part, uh, uh, Susan. Well, he's, if he's going to offer that now, where he did before, that means you're still in the race, even in his head. What he said is that it's not off the table. Which what surprised he, me. Yeah, what he told surprised. me in a private conversation is that if we were close, yeah. he'll poll. Okay. And then he would consider it. All right, all right. Well, it, that was, a, okay, fine. But we, we, we have to demand it. 
Right. It should be mandated that anyone that's going to run for public office should have to be open to the voters to answer questions about where they stand on policy. Well, it's true. But then at that point, it would have to be, okay, who's going to construct the actual venue? Who's going to coordinate this? Is it going to be done through a, a paid event? Or will it be done for, through a local church, a funeral home, a TV station? Who whichever? cares? Well, there's got to be parameters. A you know. question is a question. You're going to have Scott Atkinson ask all the questions. I don't care who asks. I don't care where they put it. Right. I don't care how it's set up. Right. I don't care who answers the questions. As long as I get to ask one afterwards, right. you know, I'm happy to do it anywhere, anytime. Do you feel, though, again, this is round two, and let's look at it that way, almost like you, you went through the regular season, now you're going into the playoffs. It starts all over again. Uh, but do you feel that maybe you're, you know, if, if someone listening right now for the first time says, boy, uh, Miss uh, Duffy talks more about the candidate than about the issues. Do you think sometimes you talk too much about your opponent because he was elusive, you couldn't debate him, he did this, he did that? Do people want to hear that? Can want to continue hearing that? Does that help your chances? Or do you want to go right back to your message again? No, we'll go right back to issues. I'm going to hold town halls across the entire district. We'll put a schedule online. I want to talk about issues. And that's all I've done. You know that. I mean, on the campaign, if you go to my Facebook page, it's already blown up 200 more followers since the primary. I'm adding to it every single day because it's about issue after issue after issue. One of the ones I mentioned on Jeff's show this morning, no one's talked about in a couple years, mm -hmm. is the green light laws that are preventing Border Patrol from being able to run a plate on a New York on a New York plate if they see a suspicious uh, like, yeah that's terrible? okay no I'm saying yeah suspicious vehicle thank yeah, you so uh, that, 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 that's nuts yeah and and these are the real issues that not to mention gun permits uh, not to mention Kathy Hochul who by the way you mentioned forty points earlier which was an exaggeration no doubt but Kathy Hochul based on some polls is up by twenty points over Lee Zeldin uh, so you know again this all comes back to is okay. It's me or Scott, and Scott did this, I did that. How can you, as an assembly person in a very, very liberal capital, otherwise known as Albany, in the chambers of the assembly, where the majority is, the rule rather, are downstate Democrats, let's just ask you once again, I've asked you this question before, Susan, how can you make a difference as the rookie uh, uh, assembly person from the River District? Well, first be by being able to deliver a coherent message yeah. on the assembly floor. Mm -hmm. I think that's very part of it. I've been a salesperson my whole life. Right. Uh, my I've grown a business on being able to sell my product and a bill or a point of view is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But both of us understand that a big part of our job is going to be constituent services in the district. Right. And that's one of the areas that I'm very strong in. I, I've started several businesses. I know how to become certified woman-owned. I know how to apply for grants. I know how to apply for loans, how to just incorporate. Right. My opponent's never started a business in his life. So the comparison on that end, I think, is very important. Mm -hmm. And to start fighting, if you look at some of the proficiency numbers right, right now that were reported in the 2021, um, where we are in mm -hmm. schools in this district, mm -hmm. Jefferson County was an eighth grade in some cases below as low as seven percent proficiency. Wow, that's bad. And it's terrible. And ten and twelve percent across the district on reading and math and sciences were even worse. Hmm. There are things that we need to do to make it better for our children and our families in this district. Yeah, it's good. does an assembly person have that authority? Do they have that power? They have a voice. Mm -hmm. They have a voice, and with that voice, they can call out the things that are happening, and they can inspire other people that are on town boards and county boards and right. school boards to make better decisions for the children and the families in their areas. Is there any one politician or figure or historian, alive or dead, it, it could be a family member, that inspired you to be who you are or as a, as a potential politician? Um, yes. I think we've talked about her before, Faith yeah. Whittlesley. Okay. Faith Whittlesley was the first female in the West Wing of the, of the right, White House. Right, you mentioned this, right. Yeah, she was amazing. She was uh, uh, the ambassador to Switzerland under Reagan. Mm -hmm. um, she introduced Ford and Reagan at their inaugural speeches. I met her several years ago. She told me she was the first one to mention Elise Stefanik to me and what an incredible person that she thought that she would be. Right. Um, she was she was an incredible woman. She was smart. She had common sense, and she knew how to talk to the people. Right. She was a believer in knocking on the doors and talking to the voter and getting the pulse of the community. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's been 
really the basis for my whole campaign. Mm -hmm. I, I became a complete outsider that came this close because I talked to the people. Mm -hmm. And they, I heard them and they heard me. Well, that's awesome. Well, that's good. And, and again, you, you didn't say Bella Abzug or, you know, people that I know, of course, growing up with, who were female. But it, it could be a man for that matter. It could be Ronald Reagan. But that said, you are a conservative. You mentioned Ronald Reagan. Uh, we've talked about Donald Trump before. And not that that's important, especially at this level for a state-run race. That's a question from Jeff Graham. Do you like Donald Trump? Sometimes that can put you in a corner, and some people might not vote for you based on that alone. And that's unfair. But, uh, again, at the end of the day, why do you consider yourself a conservative, a Republican uh, 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 business person? Well, because I believe in less government intervention okay. in our lives because right. I believe in lower taxes. I think that we should be able to manage our own lives without gover government interference. It's probably one of the biggest reasons. You're, you're, you had a house on the river some time ago where, the, if I'm not mistaken, your taxes were something like 20000 a year or maybe more than that. Yeah, the house that I had in Lisbon, I paid about $16,000 a year. 16000 a year. And right. taxes for that one. Plus, I owned a little plot of land next to it, yeah. which I pay taxes on. And then where I have my warehouse, right. um, I'm paying about 13000 a year now, I think, on that one. So That's not bad for a, for, for a warehouse. It's maybe. a 1.3-acre lot with a with a building on it. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. Okay, fine. Then you know more than I do. Yeah. I just because I saw that building, it's right on the river. I think, oh, that's not so bad, but that is a lot of money. Do you think you get your money's worth from any of your taxes in St. Lawrence County? Either the t the tax you pay on that building, apparently not. Do you, do you think you're overtaxed? I think that we're all overtaxed. And I why is that? I have my theory, but why uh, why are people in an area where the average household income in St. Lawrence County is under fifty thousand dollars a year? Why are we still overtaxed? Because we're paying for all of these downstate programs that that's you know, true. That, you know i mean that that's what it comes down to and you know you, the biggest part of it i don't mind paying taxes right. if it's spent responsibly right, right, right. and we can so much of it is wasted mm -hmm. and there's no transparency if you want to start looking at how we save money we look at the programs that we have right. and how the money's being spent sure. and make sure that it's accounted for we're going to find so much of it there Oh, there's no doubt. But here's my theory, and, and it, it really applies to the city of Ogdensburg. And it should, in, in, in somehow or other, Messina kind of evaded all this. Their mayor got caught for cocaine, whatever, crack cocaine on him some time ago. Uh, so that wasn't good. But what was going out with Mayor Skelly? Is that his name, Skelly? I get a yeah. Jelly and Skelly. One's yeah, in a, Skelly. I, it, it's kind of weird. Uh, but but in, I learned this years ago. Dave Mance had an uh, operation up there. We still do. And on Ford Street, it's at the dead end street, and his assessment went up. And all of a sudden, he had to pay more taxes. And he, says, this, and he told me the difference. It was outrageous. I said, here's the reason, uh, Dave, and I still say this today. When people leave an area, that doesn't necessarily mean that government funding goes down. They still have to be paid. That's superintendents, that's law, you know, supervisors, you know, government in general. So when people leave the area because GM left Messina back in the early 2000s, or Alcoa is this, that, or, you know, let's face it, we lost over 400,000 people in the state of New York just from 10-year period. Actually, it was more than that. And a lot of them came from, from upstate New York, and a lot of them came from, from your district. So w when they lose people, that doesn't mean taxes go down. They just have to... They have to double tax the people that are stupid enough to stay here. Would you agree with that? I wouldn't disagree with that. I at mean, all. not stupid enough. It's a hard, harsh I mean, word. We, but they're penalized for staying here. Is what yeah, I'm saying. Yes, and they don't reassess like they should. Uh, and anybody, people don't want to fix up their homes because they know what's going to happen. Right. Especially if they haven't had a an assessment in a really long time. Right. And now right. I'm going to have to go get a permit to reside my house or right. put a new roof on it. And you know that you're going to be penalized for it. I, I see the price difference between. St. Lawrence County and Jefferson County, it's almost night and day. I mean, you can get a house up there e equal value for anywhere between forty to $60,000 less up there than you do down here. And same thing with Syracuse. Onondaga County, their rents, are, average rent in Onondaga is anywhere between 500 to $700 a month. Here, it's at least $800. Yeah, and you're paying that. In, in the house that I was in Lisbon, my the, what I had to pay in taxes every month was more than my mortgage. Isn't that something? Yeah. So, alright, so you've lived it you started a business. You and I have talked about how you got started down in Florida. Uh, one idea led to another. Someone else had it. He didn't. He screwed around. He, he, he didn't take you seriously enough. You're a woman. There's no way you're going to go anywhere with this. You did, and the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. Well, I have great people. 
It's not something that you do alone. My head of research and development actually was one of my Is that the Irish guy? He's English. English? Sorry, yes. same difference. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> New Zealand, Australian, <laughs> doesn't matter in my book. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. but he was actually originally one of my bosses. Yeah. So when he's very I, smart guy. Yeah, so when I started Queen Air Technologies, he was my first phone call, and he's been with me ever since. And Good we've developed new products over the years. Right. Uh, all of my employees, most of them have been with me, some as long as 18, 20 years. Right. My daughter's been working with me pretty much through both companies. And you've since known your daughter all her old. life. Yeah. So that, <laughs> but she's been in this business since she was 18. So, so. And, and so you've, you have loyal people that chose to be loyal with you at the outset, and they've been with you ever since. Right. We take very good care of each other. They're, they're paid well. Again, during COVID, when every, well, everyone else was losing employees, right. we dealt with ours properly, sending half of them home with full pay. Yeah, but uh, uh, not for nothing, uh, Susan, your business did very well during COVID as well. We did. We Which actually, is good. It's an air purifier. Right, right, right. Know, no, so. no. I mean, but but it's not like oh, this this wasn't an accident. You were doing it prior to that, and your industry was needed, and they weren't going to deal with some second-rate company. They knew that oh, th- she does what we need. So you took you took care of a lot of school districts during COVID. Yeah, that became a very. We lost a lot of hotel hotels, but during, exactly. Yeah, but a lot of other um, businesses that were just concerned about air quality. But we had the same issue as everyone else. We wanted to do it safely, mm-hmm. so we did it with half staff. We sent half of them home on full pay. Wow. Um, we didn't have anyone go off on unemployment, and uh, the other half were paid time and a half during for that whole time that. Everything else was being shut down, mm. and uh, and I didn't lose a single employee. Isn't that something? It, yeah. Well, that speaks volumes right there. All right, so listen, I got to do a break right now. We're talking to Susan Duffy. Round two. I don't want to make it sound like a, that's a bad way of putting it, but <laughs> the, I guess you could say the campaign continues because at the end of the day, I keep on saying that. I'm sorry. The general election is the end of the campaign. You were on the conservative ticket. He was not for whichever reason. You just brought that up earlier. Uh, so the race continues uncontested because uh, there's just two people running. In essence, it, the, the election still remains alive, despite the fact that you're both in the same party. Otherwise, it would be no different than Mark Wolzik's race right now for state senate. Both would be uncontested. They're both sure winners. But Susan Duffy said no, not, not going to happen. No, I, I believe the voters deserve a choice. And now you can introduce the whole slew of Democratic voters and independents as well. Absolutely. So that's good. All right, we'll talk about how you're going to target the, uh, that part of the, of the uh, voting populace. And we'll take your phone calls here on the Monday edition of the Live at Five Show. We'll be back. Hey, y'all, it's Carolina Chuck down here at FS. I'm a participating U.S. restaurants. Uh, back with the uh, Live at Five Show, Susan Duffy in the studio. Uh, here for the, uh, I guess you could say, continuing election uh, for the River District between herself and uh, Scott Gray. So if you're just joining us, uh, we, we discussed uh, many things in the first half hour. Uh, but now at any given time, if you want to chime in and ask a question, uh, and e- e- even if, you know, if, that, that is, <laughs> if Crazy Ray is listening, he's actually listening to the show. That was funny today. Crazy Ray called in today and asked something completely uh, unrelated to the discussion that you and Jeff were having, nothing to do with the assembly race, nothing to do with Susan Duffy. It was kind of comical. But uh, anyway, that was uh, during the hotline show today. So if anyone wants to call in, 755-1240. Uh, if you have a question, uh, uh, something germane to what we're talking about, by all means, uh, give us a call. All right, so uh, we oh, someone's calling in right now. A lot of things. Uh, 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 how many days do we have between now and Election Day? Do the math. 90, about what, uh, 102? Somewhere around there. We could do we could do the show in Hannity. Ninety-five days before the real election. Phones. Hi, you're on the. Oh shoot! Hold up! Hold up! Hold the phone, Susan. I gotta get you a headset. Yeah, put on these monstrosities. <laughs> put them on. Sorry, I didn't realize this. Okay. And. Uh, hi, you there? Yeah. Hi, Glenn. What's happening? I'm Mustafi. Um. I had a question I'd like to ask, and then just something I have an opinion on that I disagree with myself on. Gotcha. Uh, one is, uh, I think it's called the Hall Act or whatever. You spoke about it earlier. Hall Act, yeah. Um, I, I disagree with that, and I think a lot of people in northern New York do. Um, you know, those, like you talk about, the, uh, the prisoners are given iPads and things like that. Well, they have to pay for that. And anybody that's ever had a family member that was in prison or anything like that, those are the people that suffer that have to pay for that because mm-hmm. they use out-of-state phone numbers and you have to, you know, a 10-minute phone call costs you $25 or something like that. Well, um, 
and these prisons are just raking in the money, not to mention, um, and I have several friends that are corrections officers, and I'll tell them in their face, don't give me that uh, boo-hoo stuff that your job is that hard because you retire after 20 years. And But uh, that's just something I disagree with them. But uh, my question is, how does she plan to uh, garner votes from the Democrats that will be voting in the general election? Because even Danny Francis called in uh the other day and stated that he would vote for Scott Gray. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's a good question. Well, thank you, sir. And, and Danny yeah. and I couldn't, couldn't disagree. No, more no, you, you guys are not on the same political. And I voted for you, Ms. Duffy, too. I want to say oh, that. Oh, good. Thank you. All right, well, that's a good question. Uh, thank you very much, my friend. Uh, so, all right, so, and we kind of touched on this earlier. A whole new audience, uh, but uh, a lot of people have been you know, observing uh, a lot of those same people might have uh, went to the elections to vote for their own party for whichever reason, although uh, there was slim pickings this year for the Democrats. So you're almost like got a whole new fresh audience altogether. How, how, you, how are you going to appeal to the Democratic voters? Well, I've said from the beginning, I think 80 percent of the country and even in this area are somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. on what's going on. So. I, I'm definitely more of the conservative, so right. I would expect that, uh, you know, you're, but, you're far you're far left are probably going to go more with Mr. Gray. But I have a lot of friends that are Democrats that right. believe in me and that will stand with me. And just a point on the Hall Act. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I go do, ahead. I do believe, um, if I'm understanding it correctly, that all of those iPads are from an out side vendor hmm. that gets that get paid and they you know the families pay for it but still you yeah. know it's yeah. an incentive to be able to spend six hours on it you're going to get it no matter what you get it longer if you're in solitary interesting well again i i it's 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 a mixed bag where, you know a lot of people say oh people should suffer no air conditioning i don't want to be a a, a, a a member of the corrections uh, union inside uh they're already disgruntled people and i know this is a give and take uh, oh, they should suffer while they're in jail. They did heinous crimes. They're in there for a reason. Yeah, well, tell that to a corrections officer that has to babysit them 24-7. Well, and has to be working mandated overtime away from their family. Well, to that's do true. It. But, and, but you have to There's enough wounded bears in prison than, than to exasperate it as opposed to give them an iPad and some air conditioning so at least they're not going to beat the crap out of me when they have an, when they have, when well, they have an opportunity. Well, the, the, the point of HALT, yeah. HALT is dealing with people that have are in prison that have now broken another rule in prison okay, by attacking attacking an inmate or by attacking an officer right and all you have to do i mean you, you can feel how you feel about the idea of it mm-hmm. but you got to look at the numbers and since april 1st when the hall act was first initiated those numbers of attacks on inmates and officers has skyrocketed Isn't that something? Yeah. yes and this is all part of the you know revolving door penal system that we have where it seems like more rights are given to the criminals opposed th- to the victims, or in bail, this case, this, corrections officers. This is bail reform for criminals yeah. that are already in the system. Crazy world. It's a crazy, crazy world. Hi, you're on the hot. Uh, hey, you're on the air. Yeah, uh, a couple questions for Susan. Uh, as a voter, I feel slighted. Uh, my question to you is, is, don't you feel that you wasted the taxpayers' money to have the booth open for a primary when the primary didn't mean a, a thing when you're going to run on the conservative line. And then part two of that question is, don't you feel that if you do pull this off, that you should be called a Republican, say a conservative? I don't see how you could play both sides of the fence. I'll hang up and listen to your comments. Thank you. Uh, 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 do you understand part yeah, one and I, two? I mean, I kind of understand yeah. the question. I mean, I, I certainly uh, I'm joined on both I was joined on both the Republican and conservative line with, you know, Lee Zeldin, Elise Stefanik, Mark Walzik. They're all running on both lines. So I don't, it's not like I had them come out and do a primary just for me. Right, right, right. Um, Right, And uh, again, there's no Democrat running in the race. This is two Republicans, and we're giving the voters a choice between two Republicans. Isn't it true that St. Lawrence County's numbers out, I guess you could say, they didn't come out as much as... The Jefferson County side did. Is they that true? Did, they did not come out. I did win. Why is that? I did win St. Lawrence You won it, but why didn't they come out? I think that I didn't spend enough time there. I think I depended, you know, I had to overcome the fact that nobody knew who I was in Jefferson right. County in 100 days. Right, right, right. So I, I think a big part of the strategy was that right. St. Lawrence County would recognize that with Patty Ritchie leaving, we would no longer have a voice in St. Lawrence County. Right, and right, I right. focused on trying to bring point. the message to, to Jefferson County. And um, it was a mistake. It's not one that I'll make in the I don't. Th- I, don't I don't think you should put the blame on yourself uh, just because you didn't 
do enough into I mean, the Scott. I guess Scott didn't do enough in St. Lawrence County either. He was the guy that had to win them over. He was the guy who took it away from Waddington and put it in Clayton. Although that was a pretty natural act to do. And you said today that as long as he was on the St. Lawrence River, it doesn't really well, matter. And it, and it wasn't him. And, and, and it wasn't him anyway. Although he took credit for it. But that's not him either. Uh, here's the other thing about the uh, the Bassmasters. Does anyone even fish in this river anymore? All the winners went to the went to the lake. Did you notice that? That's got to piss they, some people off. They've always gone to the lake. Even no, now from, more even, and more they're going to the even lake. Even from Waddington, they were going right. to the lake. And, you know, they still have great fishing all over the All the, the winners came from river. the lake, though. I feel kind of bad. But it helps the whole area. By the way, I, I, my wife and I have a place in Point Peninsula. We saw them, you know, despite the fact what Duff wrote on Facebook yesterday, must be riding an invisible boat because I can't see any. But they were all over the place up yeah, it's in one, Henderson Bay. I do miss that part of it. Although we still have Bassmasters, just not the elite. Right. Um, but I sit right in my house oh, right yeah. next to the launch. So watching those, I usually get woke up with the boats in the morning as they're uh, running out. Well, it raises a question because, uh, again, uh, there's so many things going on in the world. Uh, one, it's oppressive heat in England, worst ever. Uh, there's, uh, the rest of the country is in a heat wave. We're not. And uh, when, when Southerners, most of the fishermen, by the way, other than the Johnson brothers, uh, they're from the South. So they come up here with their families, and they're like, oh, my God, we could, we could walk around without dying of, of heat. And look at all the fish they have here. Six-pound smallmouth small bass, and, and you just drop your line in. There's six of them waiting to, you know. They, they, so here's my point, Susan. We've got to start realizing that the reverse effect of the snowbird, you know, we've all known about snowbirds. You don't need this right now. The snowbird thing is just those things. I'm sorry. You look like you're from out of space with them on. <laughs> uh, the snowbird is the reverse of the snowbird. Remember, what is a snowbird? A northeasterner, for the most part, who goes down to Florida back in the 60s and 70s, lives down there in a hotel down in Miami, comes or apartment, whichever, comes back for the, for the summer, right? That's a snowbird. That's been going on for generations. We see a bunch of people leaving upstate to go to North Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia. We've seen that. All of a sudden, it's getting oppressively hot. The baby boomers aren't getting any younger. Now they're looking at a quality of life issue. And, and, and a small percentage of them go up in these fishing tournaments and they're like, look at the way of life up here. Look at the greenery. Look at, this. Look at the water. Look at the conditions. In mid-July, I can actually breathe and stand outside. We're going to have a bunch of people come up here and take some advantage of your friend's property, by the way, in Waddington that mm-hmm. you showed me some time ago. Yeah. We're going to get a lot of new people up here. I know, I, I know oh, I'm, I some people might say I'm being overly optimistic, but you watch. You tell me what's going on in Waddington right now. Well, I see that. I've seen that for the last few years with Bassmasters. Right. Again, I'm sitting right there, so we give, and I have a walking path right. in front of my house. So we talk to a lot of the fishermen, and I know they've looked at houses in the area. Fantastic, yeah. and which is wonderful. Is it's it practical for them? Is it practical for them though to to well, live in you know Louisiana and then live up here for for the summer? Well, I think yes, absolutely. Okay. I, to be on this river, I've been all over the world. There is no place like the St. Lawrence River. There just isn't. It's mm. beautiful. I, I was in swimming this week. The right. water's gorgeous. It's clear. You can see to the bottom. Isn't it awful about that actress in Cape Vincent a couple of weeks ago? Sixty-one-year-old woman. She died uh, swimming at oh. her sister's place. Uh, someone was there. Uh, whoever that was. Sorry, I missed your call. Give us a shout back. But again, I know I'm off the beaten path here. But this is opportunity. Uh, you know, when, when uh, Clinton came out, check that, excuse me, uh, uh, let me go back. When Donald Trump came up here in uh, April of 2016 for the primary, first thing he said when he got off the, uh, uh, his own uh, uh, jet there, he said, I see a lot of waterfront around here, a lot of waterfront, a lot of waterfront. And that means high property values. And he's, he, he, this is a guy that just flew over and saw Shamal, or he went into Dexter, saw all this water as well. That's great. Because that's the mindset he looks at. He looks at opportunity. Your friend, for instance, I don't know what's going on between my referral and forth, but that's an opportunity. Because when you showed me that along Waddington, we're talking about land that's just been sitting there since the Ice Age. No one's living on it. And if he does that correctly, he's going to be introducing a whole community of high tax paid, paying customers to live on the river near Waddington. Yeah. And that's going to help Waddington in the tax base and so forth. That's just one example. Do you see the northern, the river district, especially? That's the district we're talking about right here. More particularly, the the, the shoreline communities. Do you see uh, everything going on in the world where everything is oppressively hot, and the cost of gas, and instead of going to Europe for tw- for three days in twenty two countries, uh, that you could you see them migrating up here? And if so, 
could you, as a, an assembly person, uh, advocate for that? Absolutely. I moved my business here. There's wonderful programs. People spend too much time talking about all the things wrong with New York. Right. As an assembly person trying to make it a better place for all of us, we need to find and talk about the good things right. about being up here. And there's great programs for new businesses to move their manufacturing here. Right. There's great opportunities with the, the colleges and Fort Drum for right. uh, minority-owned businesses. Yes, that are, they're mandated to actually buy from a certain number of <coughs> minority and woman-owned businesses. Interesting. Those are things that I talk about when I'm out on the campaign trail where I've literally sat down and said this is what we need this is what you need to do from right. A to Z right so those are things that absolutely you want your representative to be talking about to try and mm -hmm. bring and revive the ec the economy Ogdensburg uh, used to be something oh and so was Messina yeah. I mean Messina was was huge um, the dynamic voting aspect though or, or I should say politically the difference between Jefferson County and St. Lawrence County is uh, I, I think they're more union based up there because of the Messinas, because of the of, of the uh, Arconic, was it was it was Alcoa, mm -hmm. uh, that union based mentality. A lot of Democratic voters up there. Yeah, my my grandmother was the uh, president of the union for ACO for years. Right, right. Yeah, we have pictures of her with Robert Kennedy. She was you know very active sure. in the unions up there. The teachers unions are strong. I mean, so th here's my question, and this goes back to what we were saying: be low turnout up there. You, you you know can can you start singing the tune to manufacturing to a lot of the to the, to the Democratic voters up there that used to you know talk about the heydays of, of union shops and whatnot? Can you appeal to them for the we, general election? We we need to talk about the things that really matter up there. And right now, what really matters jobs. to most voters, well, are not only jobs but the cost of living. Yeah, yeah. Without jobs, outrageous. yeah, it makes it worse. How are they going to survive the winners? Yeah. I mean, we're we're doing things that are a little crazy, like this whole sales tax holiday right. when we're booming with people from everywhere else right, right. that could be contributing to the and sales instead, tax we're giving that sales tax Away. break to outsiders right. i went and filled up my boat the other day yeah. on the water 649 a gallon right. for gas wow it's crazy but we're giving that away and the expenses don't go with it so what happens is now when all those expenses come due, it's right. going to be on the on the backs of the homeowners right, that live that here. Are, that live here. Right. So it, it made wait, wait, no, no sense. No, that's a good example. So they, explain that again. They gave some taxes incentive up up and where, where well, maybe I'm missing out. Well, this is I think one of Hochul's things, okay, right? Okay, gotcha. But yeah. we also had to agree to do it up right. here, right? Sure, sure. So we gave a sales tax holiday. Right. In the middle of tourism season. Right, right. right that's a good point. It makes yeah. absolutely... That's when you bite the bullet and everyone benefits from it. It's true. Well, not, the only people... I mean, some people benefit from it, but the ta the homeowners are going to pay for it. Right, right. No, that's what I'm saying, because yeah. you have this... Info. Well, first of all, they had 100... Uh, um, I don't know if it, if, it if it was this past weekend, but as an example, they brought up 100 uh, anglers for the uh, Elite Series Bassmasters and their families. And their families. And not to mention their boats going up and down with their huge you know, uh, um, engines on them. And you gave them a break at the same time. When, you know, so you're right. In the, in the long run, we pay for something like that. Seems like a good idea. But is that, a, is that an example of just bad, bad ideology in Albany? I think it's more of... How do I get votes? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to give you a break. But but if you give us that break, you, you're going you're gonna to nail yourself in the process without even realizing it. Uh, but it takes a seasoned person and business person like Susan Duffy to realize that that's not a good deal. In fact, we're paying that price in the long run. Right, exactly. And I'm, I, that's one thing you'll find about. I'm never going to tell you something that you want to hear just for your vote. Right. I'm going to tell you who I am. Right. I'm going to demand that my opponent tell you who he is or you'll know that he's not. Right. And then you make a decision based on, on real information, right. not just, hey, I'm over here. Right, I'm going right. to smile at you from a parade right, and, right, right. or shake your hand walking by. I want to talk to the voter. And that's how I'm going to run this campaign going forward. Is, is there any level of credibility that they're not giving you because you are a, a newcomer here? Do you think that might have hurt you at some given time? I don't think Throughout so. the race? I don't think so. Okay. I think, uh, unfortunately... Some people have said in their ways, she doesn't have the experience. Well, do you like the other opponent? doesn't matter. Experience outweighs everything well, else. Well, you have to compare experience. What do we really need? You need someone that can speak on the, on the floor. I did live TV for a year mm -hmm. and spoke in, with 
people that didn't even know my product, so you always had to be ready to have the discussion. Right. I think if you're going to sell a bill on the floor, you've got to be able to sell the bill on the floor. Right. And by the way, your product's not sexy by, by any means. You're not selling perfume or uh, the, the latest cl- uh, uh, facial cleaner and whatnot. You're selling a tangible item to make your air pure, purer. Well, trying to articulate what ozone technology right. is and hydroxyl technology. Yeah, it's you, you need to know. And That's I've science, never been right that there. person yeah. that I'm probably, as a business owner, right. the, uh, having me for a salesperson, right. I could be at trade shows and I'm not going to sell them the most expensive item. I'm going to sell them the thing that they need. Right. And that's what separates me, I think, from a lot of people. But I also think it's why 22 years later that my business is still growing and I still have the same customers that I've been exclusive with for years. You, you say that you don't need this job. You, you know, you don't need this job. No. You don't need this job. I do not need this job. A- and honestly, um, Scott doesn't need this, need this job either. But Scott really wants it. And I think Scott says he deserves it because of his experience and he ran years ago. I'm, I'm just I'm thinking out there because he was so, oh, this is mine now. Oh, this is mine. I'm not going to debate this. This is mine. I know, although now, now that you beat him, but, uh, you lost by 377 votes. Now he's considering a, a debate, which still boggles my mind. I can't understand that. But neither here nor there. Uh, he doesn't need this job either because he's got, he's got his well, business. You don't invest as much money into a campaign unless you're looking to the future mm-hmm. and he will quadruple his pension four times if he just stays in for three years and if it's just two is that what you feel is an incentive play. for him to be an assembly I, person i think that's a huge incentive gotcha. for him okay and it's non-existent for me i'll never be in, in it long enough to be so could you walk away from your from your home from your business and then go back and because as an assembly person you, you have to live in in, in albany as well you prepared to do that? Yeah, I don't really go to work anymore. I haven't gone to work in five years. I was, oh, well, yeah. I was traveling for this. I, Who are you, I, Bill Gates? I, no, well, my, my daughter, my brother, and, uh, right. and, and no, 12 no, no. other God great employees this is awesome. do a great job. I was traveling before COVID. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I, believe I, me, there are days that I wake up right. and ask myself, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And and. I'm a faithful person. I do look to God for answers a lot of times. Right. And I really feel that when you've had a good life and you've been successful in life, and I've struggled through a lot of right. my you life. You told me getting, about your struggles. Yeah, really getting here that right. you, have to, you have to give service. You have to give back. And I started this believing that. But then I would go out and I would meet at the NYSCOPA meetings. I attended four of them. Uh, I've been in meetings. I've talked to people and CPS all over the country. And and I've developed a passion for these people, Mm -hmm. to be a fighter for these people. Mm -hmm. And if I believed that my opponent would fight for these people, Mm -hmm. I would have endorsed him. I don't see that. I don't see any sign of that. Mm. And so I will continue to fight to be a voice for these people that need a strong person standing up for them by the way just as a footnote because you know I've, I've talked to you about different things here and there uh wh- where were you when uh, on, on primary night where was that by the way it was at the uh and i'm not uh, i'm not jc's river run in uh waddington right behind my house pretty much was okay which is great and i'm sure it's a great establishment uh terrible lighting uh, <laughs> and, and, and as a result i couldn't see you because it had neon lights in the background and so forth uh, uh, pick up another place. I mean, just or if you do get lights in there, so we can see Susan Duffy, and not something that looks like Susan Duffy, because I notice those things, things that you don't have any control over. But again, you learned a lot from honor days. You yes. learned a lot. Yes. And I remember right from the beginning where you were in terms of your your approach and what you were going to say, and now you're saying it much more fluently. That could have ended three weeks ago when the primary was decided by 377 votes. But you said no to that, so you, this this goes on. Yeah, this goes on. I'm and I'm more convicted now than ever. I just I've seen so much, and believe me, since the primary ended, right. I've also seen a lot that I would have never believed. Interesting. So let me ask you this: Would you have remorse for saying, "Oh, it's over," and days later something popped up like you just mentioned? Wait a minute! I should still be in this. I should be Tom Brady. I should get out of retirement. Would you have Would you have said that to yourself? I always knew I was going to see it through. Mm-hmm. I always knew. I, I, I knocked on doors. I talked to conservatives. And I gave them my word that this was something that I was going to do from start to finish. And that's who I am. I, it's not in my DNA to quit. Mm-hmm. 
I, I seen people flip around this whole thing with Jeremiah Maxson this past week. Right. This is a guy that went with me that first night and introduced me to every single person on the floor saying that he was going to support me every step of the way. Right. There's not anyone been more of a vocal uh, proponent for getting rid of Mr. Gray even out of the county legislator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now he's taking one, he's going after one of the strongest Republican activists in the area. Meredith George has worked right. hard for everyone right. there. And now he's trying to get her thrown off the committee. Because she's not with the party line. I mean, I'm, I'm She's still that, supporting yeah. a Republican on but her own time. Is that in your... That is the, everything that I is I don't know wrong. if that's legal. I guess it's anything is legal in the whole Democratic po process. But as well, far as party allegiances, that if, is that right or wrong? If you start picking and choosing which rules to enforce, and I, I don't right. think anybody has really shown me a rule yet right. <laughs> that right. says that she can't support the candidate. Why of does her she choice. support you Why, after the fact? Because she believes in our message. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, you know, Miss George is called here. I never refer to her as much. I know I've heard her voice, and she's called in. But, you know, could we speak to her one day about... Uh, about well, that's, again, Meredith's choice is her choice. Right. And, you know, who she chooses to talk to on her own time, right. who she chooses to support, right. I give her full credit for. But the way that th this establishment has turned on her, someone right. that has worked to put almost every woman, one of those people in their seats, right, right. to just simply turn on her like this is... It's something that you always hear about, right. dirty politics. Right. It's up, it's up front and center right now. And mm. I, I personally hope that she fights back and tells them who shows them who she is because she she believes so strongly in this party mm. and doing good for this district. She's one of the most incredible women I've ever met. And uh, I hate what they're doing to her. Well, well, let's go on the other side of that, though. Let's let's go to the person who says this is not good for party unity. I don't. I think. I think uh, uh, Susan Duffy should step down. I'm a Republican. How does that change? Because I'm running on a different line. Well, they just I look at it good, like a primary is a primary. Republican, and yeah, and they all knew <laughs> that I was on the conservative line as well. Right. I don't understand. You know, Scott Gray continued on the conservative line when there was a Democrat in office. Were you surprised that you lost? Yes. I was surprised that if St. Lawrence County had come out, and I hope they will, in right. the general election, right. we would have won this handily. And uh, did Jefferson come out more so than other uh, primaries? Just curious. Um, or does anyone yeah. have that well, data? In the last, since 2016, definitely more voters come out than the last assembly it's, primary. It's this show. It's this show. I'm, tell <laughs> I'm telling you because a news junkie, of course, uh, and, uh, and, J and Jeff's show. But we were always on it. We were on it from the beginning. Someone's calling in right now. It's way too late for that. Because it's 6 o'clock, if you can believe that. Uh, so we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Where can people find out more about Susan Duffy? Uh, well, they certainly uh, can go to my Facebook page, which is uh, Duffy for Assembly, 116th District, and DuffyForAssembly.com. Well, that will do it for today. Susan, thank you very much. We'll be in contact with you now through the whole process. AM 1240 Debbie Eternal Watertown. Up next, CBS News. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. People are dealing with brutal heat across the nation's midsection today. CBS's Jim Kersula reports. Tens of millions are suffering through record heat from Texas to North Dakota. Paul Davis lives near Tulsa, Oklahoma, where temperatures will be over 105 degrees much of the week. It's triple digits. I mean, we're dealing with decades-high temperatures. No rain in sight. Gabe Fernandez is trying to beat the triple-digit heat in Wichita, Kansas. Hopefully it cools off soon. I don't like when it's too hot like this. The brutal heat and high humidity will spread across the Midwest to the East Coast through the week. Jim